Bills, let's not be around the bush. You've had cyber security issues. You've had your Twitter account famously hacked by Tiga Tawari. Uh, but you haven't had any incidents since. What's what's happened? No, I haven't. And that, and that was a that, I lost 10,000 10, plus followers that day when Tiga Tawari hacked into my Twitter account. But I don't have that problem anymore because I use NordVPN. And NordVPN has doubled down on keeping not just me, but everybody safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file using NordVPN, the threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it even makes it onto your computer. So the cybersecurity in NordVPN is one of the one of the highlights of the this VPN, not just to mention you can see whatever sports you want from all around the world. You can watch your favorite anime. You don't have to go to Japan just to watch anime. You can do it from your home now using NordVPN. So I suggest to our listeners, we all need VPNs. We all use VPNs. Go to nordvpn.com forward slash social distance. You'll get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four months free. And it's a com- completely risk-free as well, Jones. It's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Well, I'll tell you, one bloke who needs it, GB, the amount of uh, viruses he's been getting on his old lappy. You know me, mate. I'm big on anime. So <laughs> pretty stoked. I don't have to keep flying to Japan for that. <clears throat> Welcome back to the social... <laughs> Welcome back, all right. <laughs> At least you you spent the first twenty minutes going. We've never had a Do throat clearer. Can gummy juice and he chews nah, it in your yeah. ear. Yeah, but we've never had a throat clearer to get the ep underway. That the only that was a nose. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome okay. back to Social Distance Podcast. I know we've been a long time off the mic. Uh, Christmas holidays. Uh, but we've got a lot of pressure from a lot of loyal listeners at Tour Down Under this year to get our shit together. And we couldn't even, not even us could find an excuse to skip this one. So obviously, off hot off the back of winning Tour Down Under with Stevie Williams. George was out here on the road doing a bloody great job for him. Uh, I was putting up with Daryl Limpy in the car. So we recap it all here. Enjoy it. Like, this share, subscribe. First, first in situ. It is. This is our first podcast we've been in the same room. Yeah. Well, man, Bewley tried that once in Barcelona. We killed the whole episode. It was shit. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but didn't you have spectators? It was that sounded fucking weird. Bad. Man, that, bad. that sounds cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Well, we did it out the front of a pub and it just didn't yeah. even make sense in there. We hadn't planned anything. We thought, oh, we can wing this. Everything oh we God, say turns to gold. It was yeah. terrible. And even your oh, mates probably. that were there watching it live were like, mm, oh, I'm not sure you should run that. We didn't. <laughs> We didn't. We killed it. No, we didn't. Never, didn't never saw the light, the light of day. Yeah. yeah. Took my gear down a bar and everything. It was a piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> enjoy. All right. Let's, we'll let's just run the intro it. and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Front kick. This didn't fall dark, look yet. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment. I think we should... Will you shut up, person? man? That escalated quickly. We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on the show, eh? <laughs> Mate, we're just going through the um, through the Cadell Evans uh, like welcome pack. Goodie bag. Cadell Evans, Great Ocean Road, Rose, uh, Ocean Road, good English. Good rate, Ration Road. Big, big, big night, boys. That's why I was clapping at the why, start. Why? What have you heard? <laughs> well, just a little birdie. Anyway, uh, so no, that- I'm going through, and this is one of the welcome gifts. What is it, beer? Easy roller, hazy pale ale. Yeah. Do you feel that races now? 
There's well, only two races... things I would happen if I drank that. It'd make me feel marginally better or it would actually kill me. <laughs> do you feel that races now need to do these little welcome packs just to win you over? Does it make a difference? No, I'm good. <laughs> Hello. Is this mic yeah. working? Yeah. So we're not, not listening to you. Oh, we can hear you. You just not listen. I just asked you a question. I said, like, welcome packs. Do they make a difference for races? Like, is does yeah, it inclined do. to go, yeah, I'd rather I'd want to race Cadell because I got this goodie bag and I had a can in it. Yeah. No, it does make a difference. We got actually our team. The, the team at the training camp in December gave us all a little little welcome pack. We got our hotel rooms, which was a really nice touch as well. This is very nice. Hmm. And that was the momentum we, shift we needed to win two well, down under. People don't give a shit about welcome packs, let's be honest. They want to hear about down under, how would you just pull it off? This is like Rocky of modern-day cycling. The modern-day underdogs have come in, Australia's greatest race, and you've pinched it. It's a world's These two ups us. The world's greatest race, yeah. And you pinched it. GB, mm. new signing. Word is, here's the difference. Stevie the Wonder. Catalyst the catalyst for change. No one's talking about, no one's talking about GB's ride. <laughs> we know. We know. Yeah, thank fuck they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, take, take us through. Take us through, Bills. Going into well, it, well. did you think that Stevie was a sniff or what, what was yeah, your plan? Yeah, he was our sleeper. Stevie was our sleeper the whole time. And, like, the cool thing about it was that, I don't know, like, <clears throat> I mean, and you don't blame you don't blame anyone because when you look at the start list of Tour Down to this year, of course, everybody looked at, at Jayco because, you know, that they're not just not just because it's their home race, but they're also, they have a winning history at Tour Down Under. They've won it, like, six times or something. So, no, wait, mate, they won it way more than six times because... Oh no, sorry. Gero won four. Yeah, Gero won four. Gero four. MP two. So, so like they have a history of winning at this race as well. And but then when you look at the start list of the, of like their team, like on paper that was the strongest team in the race. You know, it was stacked with Yatesy, Caleb Plappy, who was flying. Um, then you look at other teams as well, and you think you see like, oh, there's there's quite a handful of guys here that can win this race. So, other teams I don't think necessarily would have looked at us and been like, oh fuck, they they're in with a real shot here. I think they would have looked at the team and been like, "Shit, that's a solid team." But we could we could kind of fly under the radar a little bit, and and like the way down under has been won so many times is like we say, like we know, like the, the time bonuses. So mm. we had Corbin for that. We had Corbin was our leader, but we still had Stevie the sleeper. And like the the, the the cool thing was that like the very first stage, stage one, the first intermediate sprint was after twenty five k. And the boys are just like, fuck, let's just commit. We're committing to it. Well, let's just keep the race together for the first mm. 25K or two down under and go for these bonus seconds. So then straight away, it's like we we showed that hand. We showed that card. But yeah. what that what that did was like, because first people like, off. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> it was actually, it was, just, it was just a red herring. It was funny because like, we don't know. Oh, maybe people don't know what happened to Corbin. I don't think people know, really. Yeah. Maybe not now, but like, it was like, oh, maybe they do now, but like, like, firstly, like, it showed a card that, yeah, we actually are backing Corbin, and we know we need bonus seconds, so we, we can't keep that a secret. We have to chase it. But what yeah. it also did was it made the whole, all the other teams think, oh, that's that's what they, that's their strategy for this week. It's Corbin. Yeah. It's bonus yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I like it. I like and, it. And it, but it, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then, 
So we double blocked ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were like, you know, that's our strategy, and it was our strategy, and yeah. it was a great bluff because yeah. it wasn't yeah. our strategy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I, you're the most dangerous people to play at a poker table is the ones that have one, yeah, strategy. It was like a one man chess match. So it turns out we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> Yeah, we fucking just winged it, man. And Stevie was yeah, real good. Stevie was real good, and we did fuck all. So, so, how were you the night before? Because this is the other good thing about down under. It's always down to the wire on the last day. Yeah. Well, they, like, like what happened? Like what George said. Like Corbin got sick. Corbin got sick. Quite sick. And where we played, where we where we did a good job. The whole team was we that we did keep that quiet. That did stay quiet. And then it just actually confused teams. Teams were like, why the fuck are they not going for these bonus seconds? How, how was the end of that stage? So we finished like uh, stage, what was it? Stage two. Stage two, yeah. Stage two. And we were, um, it was like, it was a key stage. Bills have been like fucking talking to me about stage two since like six months ago. It's like, oh, bro, have you seen stage two? Yeah. We'll worry about that then. And he's big circle around it. Wake up that morning, any given Thursday speech, everything <laughs> oh, yeah. about it. Sunday. I don't know what to say, really. Yeah. No, then you give it Thursday. Then you give them Sunday. Thursday night lights. Sunday. Thursday night lights. I'm confused. Oh, Thursday. I thought I thought you were saying that because the stage two was on a Thursday. No, I actually know no. what any given Thursday is. That's a John Mayer album. Ah, right. Um. Anyway, so Corbin wakes up. He comes out of breakfast, and like he's normally pretty chatty, but like he's sitting there and he looks and he just looks up at me. He's eating like a little plate of rice, and he's just like. Mate, I'm fucked. So, good start. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, no, you're right, mate. You're right. <laughs> and it normally really said anything. And then, like, like I'm oh. like five minutes before the stage start, I pulled Sam aside and I was like, oh, mate, just a heads up. Not sure how on my teammate here, but yeah, <laughs> not sure how on Corbin is. Just and he's like, oh, really? So yeah, I don't know. We'll just see how that plays out. Anyway, in the stage, he's feeling shit ass and. He's like, for some reason decides that we're not going to tell Sam and Daryl that he's not good. Oh, yeah, perfect. And anyway, he would have panicked. He would have made some, you know, overreaction. No, it wasn't. He, he wanted to. He, he wanted to, but we just it didn't get back to the car. And then we were coming into the final, really hard hill, like it was a headwind, and he didn't get mm. dropped. And then we do this whole this big pull as a team, everyone together, trying to hold it together, come down to the finish. And Del Toro, like, unreal. Probably nothing we could do against him. He did an unreal job. Won the stage. Stevie did this hell of a lead out, run second and third. And I crossed the line with Corbin. And he's we just go around, we like literally grab the grab the bottles, go around the corner from the Swannies, just off the main drag. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, nah, mate, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And he does this little cat's view. And I was like, Oh, mate, maybe maybe he is crook. And then the next like two minutes, oh, no. he's just chundering, chundering, chundering. Like this scene out of um uh, what's the scary movie? No, what's the, the Team America? Cartoon? Team America, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're like, non stop. I like standing over because we didn't want anyone to see. And then I'm on the radio, I'm like, um, hey, could you guys, uh, Sam, Daryl, could someone please send a doctor to the finish? Thanks. I was like, and Sorry, I, and it was, I was literally as soon as he crossed the line. As soon as he crossed the line, we, we got out of the way, we got out of the way of the main site, like, so no right. one could actually see us. All people could see was like, by the time people got to us. It was just a sea of vom, which people didn't really know what it was. And then yeah, Corbin yeah. just sitting on the ground, like shaking a little bit. Oh. And <laughs> a bunch of us standing over him looking concerned. But, yeah. then, but then like when he got sick, um, it was like, a, it was a real, it was a bit of a holding pattern for a day or two because yeah. you don't know, 
like if he's if he's going to get better like you know is he going to be is it going to be in and out out of the system and he's going to be okay come the weekend yeah. or is he not like so it's a bit of a holding pattern but the problem with the holding pattern is he wasn't well enough so we couldn't chase the bonus seconds so then we had these these two days where we were hoping that Corbin would come right for the weekend but at the same time we were having to give away bonus seconds because we couldn't contest him because he wasn't feeling well so that was what happened. So what the teams was all the teams were thinking like, well, what the fuck is going on here? One bloke came from the elevator. He's, he's, oh, yeah, well, one came from, but not chasing it down. Yeah, those two one, days. One of the one mm. of the favourites came to us and, and was like, oh, uh, what? Why didn't you guys chase bonus seconds today? Because you ain't gonna fucking win without them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when I heard this, I was like, oh, it would have fucking fire. And, and then all the boys were like, oh, we not. <laughs> It let a fucking what, fire. Was that was that in the elevator with all the team? Yeah, yeah, with all the boys. <clears throat> Ain't gonna fuck them without them. And then, uh, oh. so then, like, but then we had Stevie. So, like, at the, at, in the meantime, you know, we we waited a day, but then we, then I spoke to Stevie and I said, "Look, mate, this is the situation. We're gonna have to start thinking about pivoting the tactics, the strategy towards you now." Mm. Um, and then, and then when we got to Walanga, Corbin still wasn't feeling well, so he had to stop the race because obviously, you know, it was just wasn't was just not the right thing for him to do to keep racing and you're thinking about the races coming up and stuff like that so all of a sudden it's like halfway through the Wollonga stage and it's like uh Corbin Strong DNF and I could just see the team's feet, fucking heads exploding like, yeah. oh, what are they doing now yeah, yeah how long is this thing going on for but then like we got to the, the climb and like that was where like the depth of our team like started to show yeah. and also the fact that like we like George's raced up Wollonga million times um daryl's won the tour down under by riding walunga smart like yeah. there was so much collective intelligence in the group yeah. about about how to ride walunga that we just were like this is how we're going to do it people get, get too to excited the at the base of walunga yeah it's every year like you just got to wait be patient be patient use your team yeah. use george use schultzy yeah. and then um and then he got second in the stage and that was like all right there's our second car guys that's he's our man you know yeah, but then you got fucking yesterday was the stage. It's like you're in the leaders' jersey, and it's always better to be in front than coming from behind. But like typical down under, it was so everything was so close that pretty much whoever won the stage was going to win the overall. So yeah, like tactically, we just had to be like real calm, real cool. Like just think about the process. Like for the first hundred, 126 k stage, for the first hundred k of the race, we're defending the leaders' jersey. That's what we think. That's what our mindset is. We're defending the leaders' jersey, and then the final twenty-five k of the race, the last lap, was like, now, our, now our mindset is, we're trying to win the stage. We're not defending the jersey anymore. Ten, you're in. Doesn't matter what color your jersey is. We're just trying to win the stage now. So you had to approach it like with two different mindsets, and ultimately, it was always going to be about winning the stage. But if you you use those two mindsets and during the race and the in the portions of the race in the right place, then you can do things a lot better and. But but at, at the end of the day, man, like the strategy was like, the strategy is like a piece of paper. It's like mm. you can lead you can lead a horse to water, but like the fucking thing's got to drink itself, you know. But why is it like a piece of paper? Well, it's because it's like, it's, I've never heard it's that. Like life's like a basket of muffins. You you, you need to write a book of Julian. You know, life's like a basket of muffins. You can. Okay, like, it was a bad analogy. It was a bad analogy. The, the social distance Julianism, like a calendar. You can just rip them yeah. off every day. Yeah, Strategy is oh, no, like no, a piece no. of paper. It's not a piece of paper. What? Well, okay, Gandhi. <laughs> you know? How oh, could you like not want to ride for Sam Bewley with those sort of nuggets? Yeah. 
Let's go and fuck sh- you guys. Shit, I'm dealing with the radio. It's like, okay, guys. Do you know what put me off is when you put the big screen on on my fucking face. It just well, that's, it. that's because Georgette's here and she wanted something to eat. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> what, what I was saying is, yeah, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So you can have a plan, you can have a strategy, but then at the end of the day, the boys are the, over on the road are the ones that have to ride. <laughs> hey, give me two two minutes. We'll pause it from there. Hang on. What do you want to eat? <laughs> the te- you can't have tiny teas for dinner. <laughs> tiny teas. Tiny te- She wants like tiny teddies. Tiny teddies. Tiny teddies like with the oh, yeah the little oh, biscuits. They, they yeah. are elite. Yeah, um, these kids are addicted. Georgette, why don't you eat that sausage? Eat that sausage. You don't like it. Well, then, hang on. What about these chicken wings? You don't like, you like these? <laughs> these are the same as yesterday. Chicken legs. There you go. Get into those. There's, there you go. All right. She's awake. All right. Go for it, boys. <laughs> Man, I can, I can murder a bag of tiny titties. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're just, um, we've come back from the air break there, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. One thing I want to ask you is we've talked about it all last year, Billy. It's like the, the new DS on the block, other DSs trying to bully you into moves and all this sort of stuff. How would you go on the last day when you got the leader's jersey? Surely they were looking for you guys to be on the front foot. You played the card on that piece of paper of yours where you were ghosting for a couple of days, didn't know what was going on. But once you got the jersey, they're all looking at you going, come on, Sam. What are you doing? What'd you well, do? There was two parts of the process. And the first part was the how many pies I ate at the start. So I actually had two pies on the what start. What sort line. of pies? I had oh. I had a steak and cheese and then um oh, yeah. I actually ordered I only only wanted one pie, but I, I I I was concerned that the people I asked to get me the pie weren't gonna be able to get me the pie. So I asked two people to get me a pie and they both pulled Smart. it off. So Smart. I, I ended up with two pies. So I was at the I was on the start line about thirty minutes double start, fisting pies just eating pies, and then um, Daryl's uh, number one Adelaide supporter Harry, who supported Daryl since he was a little kid, he's uh, always given Daryl like baked goods and stuff at, at the tour, tour every year. So we the second part of the process was stopping with one lap to go at the bottom of Mount Lofty and getting a tray of um, sausages and bread. Is that when you said, "Oh, I'm stopping for a piss"? <laughs> No, no, we actually stopped for a piss then. Oh. We stopped really quickly. So the, I was just like a bit with the radio and also eating a, a sausage with tomato sauce. So that was the second part of the process. Do you know what reminds me? I just thought of a bike race is just a bunch of grown men telling each other when they're taking pisses. Mm. It's like, so the first couple of days, like the leaders, because they're inexperienced, didn't like, wouldn't be like, oh, boys, I'm stopping for a piss now. So Sam's like, guys, you've got to tell us, you got to say when you're stopping for a piss. So, because they can't, those two can't piss off the bike. Like mm. I can piss off the bike, no worries, all good. But they couldn't, so then they'd have to say on the radio, and then someone would have to stop with them and bring them back. And then, like, you would also have to tell us when you're pissing. Yeah. So that in case something oh, went yeah. wrong. Yeah. Because you only get like, one oh, car, don't you? Yeah. 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 So like, there's actually there's actually there's one there's one. This is actually quite a funny bleeper that I can probably make public now that we've won the race. It was a real fuck up, and I and it made me start stressing a bit. So it was it was it was on stage four. So it was a bunch, but nothing was happening. It was all good. And there was a small chance of crosswinds and these little bit, you know, little intricacies of the stage. 
So when we got to the feed zone, I'd ordered some pies. <laughs> so these pies are going to be <laughs> going to be the death of me, but I'd ordered some pies. So Phoebe had some pies. Our, our communications um, lady, she had a bag of pies for me, Daryl, and the mechanic in the feed zone. So normally, you like every car stops in the feed zone anyway to grab the musette bags that the riders mm. haven't taken. It's a, it's a five second or two second pit stop, you know. So we get to the feed zone. I go, "There's Phoebe. We've got to stop for the pies." But Daryl, first time in the car, so no no issue. He stopped on the left and Phoebe was on the right-hand side of the road. Oh, but then no. Phoebe can't get across because there's 80 fucking cars coming through. Oh, so then like, we can't get the pies, man. We, like, we've got to go. And he's like, oh, we'll just wait. And then Yarek, the mechanic, like, I'll get out and go and grab him. So he gets out of the car. But then he gets stuck on this uh, as well. So oh. next thing you know, we're fucking 500 <laughs> metres or a K behind the bunch trying to get these pies. And I was like, Daryl, we've fucking got to go. Leads the pies. Leads the pies. We've got to go. And then we went to go. And Daryl like, must have been hungry. <laughs> He's pretty like, committed Yarrick. to the pies. <laughs> the time Yarrick got back in the car, he had the pies. <laughs> so we, we got back to the bunch. We're like, and it was short, shorts, he had said something on the radio. And we, he was actually just asking the guys if he wanted if they wanted anything out of his musette bag. But if I thought he was asking us for something. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, uh, no. just hold on a moment, Shorty. We've just, we've just been stuck behind. We'll, we'll be there in a minute. I was like, fucking go, Daryl. We should have fucking stopped. <laughs> Oh, that would have caused. It was the only time I got. It was the only time I got a little bit stressed the whole tour. Yeah. But on the final on on the final day though, there would have been like, there you would have felt surely pressure going into the last day, or were you just like, you know what, we lose it, fuck it. Pretty much, yeah. Like at the at the end of the day, it was like, if if someone else wins the stage and wins the tour, then we're not gonna we're not gonna win it. Mm. But like the. I wasn't. I was nervous. I was nervous when we got to the finish on the last climb. I was nervous because I was like, "Now it's, now it's make or break. Like we either win or we don't win." You know, and mm-hmm. like you, there was. I was not nervous really about it so much because I didn't. I had no concerns. I had no concerns about. Um, just pause that for now while I'm talking. Sorry, mate. Don't tell my story. You see, keep, keep fucking my momentum. That's why I get lost. I had no concerns because I knew Stevie was good enough. It was just the the nerves just came from maths, like yeah. a time bonus here or a stage place there. Or it was just that stuff that was gonna was gonna fuck us. It wasn't gonna be about him getting dropped. He was never gonna get dropped. It was mm. just gonna be that. So that was the only thing I was nervous about. But you can't you got no control over that. And at the start, like I don't think any of us were really nervous because well, it's nothing I haven't done exactly. I've, yeah. I did exactly the same thing last year on the exact same stage. But I think yeah. also what like what calmed the nerves a little bit for everyone was the strategy was like, I said to the to the guys, I don't give a fuck who's in the breakaway. I couldn't care less if there's a guy in the breakaway at 30 seconds on GC. I, I don't fucking that care. That made me more stressed when you said that. Because I was like, I don't, as, as long as, the, as long as the break is not big, I yeah. don't care who's in it. So just let yeah. them go crazy. I like that though. You said that. And then after like 4K, Simon Yates is in the breakaway and I'm like, oh, boys, Yates is going. And then it's like, oh, no, I should probably close that. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, yeah. now. Yeah, I don't give a fuck who's in the break. Every anyone but Yatesy. <laughs> I well, didn't mean Simon Yates. I mean, like, I didn't want anyone in there who could get a time bonus up the road at, at kilometer fifty-five and jump us in the GC. I was like, okay, that's yeah. not. But a yeah. guy that's at thirty-four or forty seconds, and I don't care, like, because we'll just catch him before the finish. And there was all, there was so many teams that wanted to win the stage that had to win the stage more than we did to try to win the tour, and they were never going to let that happen. So I wasn't really worried about who was in the break as long as the break wasn't big. 
So that was like a little bit of an easier thing to wrap your head around rather than be like, you can't let Harper go. You can't let Del Toro uh, go. You can't yeah, let yeah, yeah, yeah. go. You can't. Then you're That's, just fucking panicking the whole time. Do you, do you find, GB, that the modern day sports director has to balance up not filling your head with too much shit? Because back in the day, there'd almost be too much scenario, 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 and you, you'd hit the start line. Your brain, had, your head was about to pop off. Yeah, I think it was quite good, though, is we had me, Clarky, and Schultz here all fended lots of yeah. jerseys. Mm-hmm. And it was also like an element of trust. So you go, boys, not you doing. It was, yeah. you know, like we had a clear plan. We had like guidelines, but we all went out there going, well, fuck, we, I've defended more hot. Defended more race leaders' jerseys than you know, yeah. after riding for Primoz, Tade, mm. Jonas, you know, whatever you would, you know, exactly what you're doing, but, and yeah, it's up, it's up to you know, what the scariest thing was is because it's like quite logistic, like quite niggly, like this, quite scrappy, and it's a hard mm. circuit, and, and it's like everyone's like the amount of guys that were trying to ride my bike in the final, you know, they'd just be sitting on your handlebars, smashing around, and you're like, Fuck, it's just so hectic, and then. I had to worry about like where Stevie is, and then there was a crash at like maybe it went well. Crept up, took Finn out in that crash. Theon Finn. Oh yeah. Like yeah. maybe four k to go, five k yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing that was like stressing me. And it was right at the front, right at the front too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, because then we were on the radio, we're like Stevie, and just silence for like thirty seconds, and everyone was yeah, looking yeah. at each other like, oh, fuck. And he just yeah. said like the skis just parted in front of him. One guy crashed that way, one car crashed that way, and he just went up the guts. Up the guts. But man, like it's what George was saying about that as well. Like those guys being so experienced. It's it actually was a massive part in for at least from my side in the car, like not being nervous. Because <clears throat> A A, I didn't I had no concerns about anything physical, any physical effort we need to needed to make or any um or, or Stevie's capabilities to get up the last climb. That stuff didn't concern me at all. So mm. I, I was only concerned by by um, what happened at the finish line, who crossed the finish line first and second and third. That was the only mm. thing that was going to fuck us, like I said. So I didn't, I wasn't nervous about anything like that. And that's why I wasn't nervous about who was in the breakaway because I knew, okay, even if the shit hit the fan, worst case scenario, and we had to commit five guys to chasing, we would have, we would have, we would have fixed the problem, you know? So I was, I, although I didn't want it to happen, I knew that we had, we had the ammo to fix any, any situation we needed to. And then mm. the other thing, like what George was just saying then about those guys, was like when I knew that we had Clarkie and I knew that we had George in the on the road with the guys, made me relaxed mm. because because you I know that they know what's happening. They've got race heads. They've got they've been in these situations before, so I I have faith that like that they're always going to stay calm. They're not going to get nervous, and they can they can read a race. They can see a situation in front of them. And then, then they'll relay information if they need to, or they'll bring up concerns if they need to. So it was, it wasn't like you had a group of guys, like that were all in their first ever professional race who didn't know, who didn't have that experience. You know, that would have made me nervous. But when you have guys with experience, it's different. The the night before, were you just as your head's hit the pillow? Were you thinking of like some of the all time great motivational speeches, and just just leaving the boys with that little nugget going into the final day with the leaders' jersey? Just to give him that last half a percent. No, I I literally spent the whole when I got into bed, I lay there for about forty five minutes, basically running like every single possible scenario, scenario of how of what could happen for us to lose the jersey based on stage finishes. 
Yeah. And then I was like, but I, I, I needed to know that stuff. But they, these guys didn't really need to know it. They just, they, they knew that, like, okay, that, that was, because that could happen, but they didn't need to know every single permutation. But like we and the, me and Daryl did need to know it. Um, so that was, that was what I was thinking. But we, we, there was a bit of, there was a bit of talk about any given Sunday speech coming on in the meeting, but. No, that's a good speech. It was a rousing speech. Just keep the, just. Try to be like mixed, motivating and firing them up. Here's the thing about comments. like cycling speeches though. Give you me know, the best of it, George. Give me the best of well, it. No, well, yeah. Because if you if you go out of a like it's not like doing a hucker before a rugby game or, nah. or going out of the you know, going out for the for a footy game, everyone's in a huddle, like yeah. you, we're gonna Let's punch their heads in. Yeah, we're gonna cut the guy in half off the kickoff mm. and you know, because you go out there like if you go out there like full mongrel. Or in the meeting, and this so this time we had to normally they had the meeting the night before the stage, but they had it in the morning of. Um, and if you go like, but it was like nine o'clock at the hotel, race started at 11, mm. and then the hard bit of the race isn't for another three or four hours, yeah. mm. so you got that fired up, you're like, oh, and, and then, then you wear roll off. out of Unley, and then you're like, yeah, and then the bunch rocks the road, and everyone stops, yeah, and you're just like, cock in hand for two hours, like, yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> and yeah, but like, uh, Bewley, were you, you planning to save that on the road? Because remember that yeah, famous we, footage from the race last year was at the Vuelta when you gave that one in the break. Oh, Giro, that yeah. was a, that, Giro. Exactly, that's what I mean. So you need it. You you can't do too rousing of a speech on a bike race because if you leave the bus fired up, it's not sustainable. You can't be fired up in the final. You can't be. You've had, and also like you actually being fired up is good for like. Bunchies and stuff like yeah. that. But there's also like you've got to be like uh, I've been guilty in the past of being too fired up, too much, mm. too much. Um, yeah. What's the French word? Je ne sais quoi. No. Oh. That's the French goose no. of the gander. What they say? When you've got a little bit of duck um, off a water's back. Yeah, that. When you've got duck off a water's back. A little bit of uh, a little bit of jus, jus de pomme. Jus de pomme. Oh, God, what is that fucking word? Like, it's like um, good time. <laughs> You just got cancelled in France. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, French listeners. But the, the the key thing with the meeting or the pre-race chat, at least from my side, at least how I viewed it was, the, the number one thing was just keeping like keeping Stevie calm and relaxed. Yeah. Like, is he a nervous cat normally? He was nervous. Of course, he was nervous. So it's like mm-hmm. you don't want to. I don't want him to get nervous and that's why I didn't want to talk about all the possible permutations of what could or couldn't happen. I didn't want to, mm. I want to just to like be like, guys, it's stage six. It's, it's the same as stage five. It's just, just stay. We just needed to stay calm because yeah. I just, and I, I didn't want him shitting himself before the start or like going like, fuck man. Now I've got to be like, if I'm six mm. and this guy's fourth, I lose. If I'm 12th and this guy's a ninth, I lose and fucking all that shit. You know, it's like, just, mm. just stay calm, you know? So that was the main part of it, that was what we had to do. And, well, well, then once yeah. he crossed the line, you obviously couldn't hear it. Now oh, can I play? You still think of the word. Can we play this video now? This is yeah. from yeah. their social yeah. accounts. I love it how Daryl's like edgy, and he's the guy that when he's edgy, he just talks. Oh, when he's not edgy. Well, that yeah, was good. That's good. We won. Did we win? <laughs> They're waiting. Radio. Did we win, boys? What fucking happened? Tell us! <laughs> <laughs> yes! 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 yes!
Yes! Yes! Yes! yes! Oh, fuck yes! You like the map? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Oh, I love how who are you texting? The staff group decided we won because like Andy wasn't Andy and uh, Paolo and Jerome went at the race. Oh. They probably knew I love different. how Israel didn't bleep it. Yes! Fuck yes! <laughs> but that was so what tense that moment because it was like with um with basically with one K to go or something like that, it was just like, okay, now there's nothing more you can say. Like Stevie's gone away with these three guys. We've already talked through how to do the sprint, how to do the final. There's, there's nothing more for me to say. It's just like ah, I just you just sit there and fucking cross your fingers and hope for the best at that point. And then they crossed the line. And then normally the radio tour would be like, Congratulations to stage winner or whatever. Yeah. But it was like minutes just of nothing other than the one thing of Schulte going, Woo! And I'm like, what does that mean? Because then I yeah. then I then I switch back to the all the fucking permutations of like yeah. you know, Not so like he might, Stevie might have finished second and then Schulte or whoever's has assumed that's enough but maybe it wasn't enough or you know like so there was all yeah i was like i i don't want to pick the box yet until i fucking know that we want to cross the finish line first you know so i was like and then so then we still didn't have the information the boys are yelling i'm like can hey, you hey. just fucking tell me what happened one one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I do, this is daryl's like fucking one down under this is when the reality kicks in <laughs> Down here, down here, down here. Fuck! Yes! It's Mum and Hannah. <laughs> That's it! Fucking hell, man! She's a bit more emotional, Fuck Stevie. It. Come on, mate! <laughs> Stevie, you're a fucking legend, mate. Great job by all of you boys. That's what fucking happens when you're a team. Awesome, boys. Uh, it's brilliant. All the way to the end down there, I guess, no? Yeah, it was pretty chilly, eh? <laughs> All we needed was a bit of gladiator music underneath it, and then you've got a yeah. recreation of Paru Bay. No, so what was, was the reaction? Crazy. Everyone wants to know what happened after the finish. Big celebrations. That's when. That's the timing when you can give them the recap any given Sunday speech. Hey, GB. Mm. Yeah. What was the, oh, was the post-race one, speech yeah. just as good? Trying to find that word. <laughs> People at home are screaming it too. Like, you fucking yeah, yeah. If anyone whoever's listening to the show, yeah. they know that I know French word that I've already figured it out by now. Yeah. What is it? French <laughs> for home, French for what? I've figured it out. I'll find yeah. it. I mean, you've got like that charisma. Yeah. Nah. No. It's the X factor. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you know, like like they always said that Tommy Vokla had. Oh, Panache. Panache. Fucking Panache. 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 They love that word, Panache. Yeah. You just had to say Tommy Vukla, mate. We could have saved you bloody five yeah, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> The, the um, post-race speech spills. That's when the steam's out. The, you've got the stage. You've got everyone looking at you. You've got a Stevie champagne in your hand. Did we get no. one? True. You didn't get uh, one. Well, Stevie didn't say one. He would have said, um, thanks, guys. Yeah, it was good. And would have a little wave. No, he would have said, days. Days, man. He was yeah. down, boys. It was sound. Yeah, what you're saying. He's the man. He would have said, saying, boys. <laughs> it's just a chill cat. 
they're the, they're the ones that you want to win. You do, yeah, like, I, you always I, want I, to win. But, speech, yeah, my post race speech was probably about fifteen seconds long. Yeah. When just before we went for dinner, we got a we all had a beer downstairs together with the staff and everything, and I just said, "Good job." It was real short. It was like everybody knew everybody was was feeling the same way, and it was just like time to have a few cold ones. I was actually like real su- surprised with myself that I actually went home at like twelve thirty last night right. and didn't go it's out to like five a.m. I walked into the lobby. I had to. I did the um, last night. I tell you what, I felt my age. So I like went out for a nice dinner. It was great, and then like because you put the boy, you got to go right. I've got to be part of the. You know, we just went down under. You got to make sure we go out with the boys and and. But like no one was like launching. We got a race on Thursday yeah. and Saturday and Sunday. Mm. But like, there's like there was like an after party plan, and I went in there, walked in there, and I went. Don't can't do shit. it. Don't need can't do anymore. it. Just a and, and I've got like I've got like <laughs> horrific memories from like. Traumatizing events in the, from the now that you did it. Oh, you got punched once, eh? I got my nose broken. <laughs> I got head butted. Someone That's broke right. my nose. <laughs> so yeah. you've walked in all these flashbacks. Bully's the night before worrying about, you know, all these scenarios to lose a race. You're going to I'm just sitting there going, Is that Belarusian bloke flashbacks. coming back? Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to fucking headbutt me? <laughs> Am I going to yeah. go? I had this, I had this experience there. I won't go to full story, but. Basically, I remember waking up on a plane on the way home from down under and um, and flying back to New Zealand and just spending the next four weeks before I went to back to Europe being pretty positive that I was fired, that I was going to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good feeling, and, is it? But uh, that was 15 years ago. That was 14. No, no, it was 2013. It was 11 years ago. Good maths. Um, speaking of age, this 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 quite cool. This, there's so many so many um, people came up to me and to put it under like mainly like New Zealanders or social distance podcast fans. But but one thing that was quite cool is this this dad came up to me as a son. And he goes, "Do you remember this?" And he showed me this photo, and I was like, "Nah." And it was me and him and his like newborn baby. Oh yeah, and then the newborn baby was now like an eleven-year-old kid on a bike. Oh shit! And That's he's when like, you're "Oh going, wow!" And I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> but, yeah, but those cool. eleven—you think those eleven years, twenty twelve—that's gone so quick? Yeah, like flown or twenty started twenty thirteen. That's that's flown. Yeah, it's like a no, memory. It's, it's fun. But those sort of things are like what make down under so cool. I reckon mm. it's mm. like because. Down under is a massive race, but it's it's the only race on this side of the world that's that's kind of like it. Yeah, and so it, it engages the Australian cycling community engage or just community in general. Yeah, yeah, the Kiwi community like because it's close to home and you can watch it in the afternoon rather than at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and yeah. like so they get they all get right behind it. And I said this to Stevie yesterday when I was driving back from the finish with him. I said, "Winning in Down Under is special because if you win in Europe." You're just, you know, like as much as we want to win in Europe, it's it's a it's a different thing. It's like you're just a guy who won it that year, and then next year, then another guy. Yeah, wins and, you, and you go to the suit, you pack your suitcase and go to the airport yeah, that you night, go home. and then you go home, and then at like 10 p.m. at night, you're sitting in your lounge going, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, racing again. Yeah, but like down under, like there's a party afterwards, of course. Um, but like whenever you, if you win t- down under, you're like you'll always have a place like in the tour down under's heart because. 
Oh, your the, names are on the your steps. Your names are on the steps. Like yeah. next year you come back and you're the you're the big poster on the on the one, hill. One year, remember they put Cam Meyer when he won it on like a twenty story building. They put yeah. like a massive yeah. photo of him with the trophy. Yeah, that was taking yeah. the piss a bit. I reckon yeah. steps <laughs> is enough. Like when so whenever Stevie comes back, he'll like he'll always be accepted by the race and by Adelaide. Like it's it's a different it's yeah. real special. I reckon for that for that. Mm. Did that speech get told by Daryl about the importance of winning it and how you're a legend in Adelaide and all that? Given he'd won it twice. No, I, I said it to Stevie, but Daryl was there with me. Daryl would have been. Having Daryl, having Daryl was fucking awesome. Like his experience, oh, yeah. especially like again about Wollonga stage. Like to, how you ride Wollonga is so, it's so important. And like, mm. and like he he knows it the best because he was always a guy who was winning, trying to win the tour, but. You know, not necessarily could win on Malunga. He had to mm. defend against Richie Port, who was like the king of it, as we know. So, like that knowledge that he was able to give, like he was like, "Oh, should we go and talk to um, Stevie and George and stuff about the climb?" I was like, "Mate, you go and talk to them. Like you, yeah, yeah, you fucking, you know it. You're you're yeah, the man here right. for the stage, you know." Yeah, it's like, it was so good. Yeah. Mate, I can't wait for the rest of the season now. Like the other faller is once you win down under the snowball effect of confidence. Remember mm. 2012, first year of Green Edge. Massive underdogs. Gero wins by countback. And then he goes mm. and wins Milan San Remo. Yeah. You know, odds are 60 to 1. Like, who knows? Like, it's, mm. it sets a bar where you go, fuck, we can do it. As you saw in that first stage, like, first sprint, intermediate sprint, we've arrived. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty sweet. We were here to dinner, so. All right. I like when the motivation goes real high. You feel like, yeah, it's a really good app. We gotta go to dinner soon. The, the good thing about our, the best thing about our show is like we we, we never set a timer. We never say like, okay, it needs to be a forty-five minute show limit, or an you know? hour show. You yeah, just yeah. go like, just go to George's limit, and George's that's enough. You know? Thirty-nine, thirty-nine minutes flat is George's limit. Yeah, thirty-nine. Minutes. We have to give a special shout out in the, to uh, all the the listeners that came up to us at the race. Unreal. Uh, all of the people who had there was a lot of merch hats all the out there. Call me a shit bloke. Yeah, a lot of shit rider <laughs> blokes, awesome. t-shirts. Like the yeah. amount of t-shirts and hats we saw, like it was fucking awesome. And there's still a few. I reckon I would have talked to like at least, I reckon almost well over, like close to 200 people. Yeah. Like said. That's brilliant. Even today brilliant. at the airport, we're just about to board the plane and this dude walks over with the social distance podcast hat on and had on and asked for a photo. I was like, fucking legend. We need to be, yeah, awesome. we need to be cashing it all because that, that run of merch sold out straight away and we were all. all right, we're going again. We're Stop. going again. We're totally guys this week. We're getting another run done. Yeah, all right. Winners are great. Should we do a tour under edition one? Why not? Talk to Daryl. Don't worry about talking to Daryl about Wollonga. Talk to him about selling fucking hats. He's the man. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, well, so good luck. So, Cadell's, you're on a roll now. You might as well win that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We've got this I'll race on you. Thursday now, which is actually good. Um, it's a new race called uh, Surf Coast Classic. It's from Lawn right. to Torquay. It's quite a cool little race that fills in the week and... Try to crack there and have obviously try to crack on Sunday, Cadells. I'll see you in the flesh tomorrow, lads. Oh, yeah. Good. You yeah. hit the um, virtual driving range? Yeah, well, there's one of those. There's one just on the road, isn't it? Yeah, we can go over hit. Yeah. Do nice. something. World's our oyster, boys. 2024. Yeah. Hashtag. It's long our oyster. That's it. Let's That's do it. it. Like, share, um, subscribe. Get ready for a new merch drop. Yeah, so come, we're obviously 
sorry for the delay in doing a podcast. We we always have a Christmas break, um, but even even we couldn't really find an excuse to skip this one. We tried, but I was I did have a two hour nap. I woke. I just basically put myself back on Greenwich Mean Time by I'm going to have getting into bed at four p.m. just now, waking up at six fifteen, going like oh. Got ten minutes till I got to go and talk to you guys. And you gave us your best thirty-nine minutes, mate. That's all we can ask. Oh, that's all I got. That's, that's all we can ask. You, yeah. You've done what you needed to do. And we'll, oh, uh, we'll, do, we'll do another one recap and when you win Cadells and yeah. um, yes, I don't promise. Yeah, and if we don't win Cadells, we'll be back in January. We'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, lads. Right.